Good morning, friends. This morning is our final day of looking at the book of Esther. I hope you've been encouraged as we went through this fantastic part of the Bible. Let's read from chapter 9, verse 1 and 22. Now in the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, and the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's command and edict were about to carry it out, on a very day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain the mystery over them, the reverse occurred. The Jews gained mystery over those who hated them. And verse 22 says, The days on which the Jews got relieved from their enemies, and as the month that had been turned for them from sorrow into gladness and from mourning into a holiday, that they should make them days of feasting and gladness, days for sending gifts of food to one another and gifts to the poor. At the end of the story, God reversed the order and Jews got relieved from their enemies. You may ask, why didn't God do it in the middle of the story? Good question. But let us have a review on the book first. The book of Esther is full of parties and celebration. It begins with a party, has a party in the middle, and, and ends with another parties. You can read them in chapter 1, 2, and 9. Lots of parties, because they are Persians. And you, and you know, we love a good party with lots of foods and dancing. But here in the story, the motivations and the reasons behind the parties are different. To begin with, in chapter 1, King Xerxes wanted to show off his wealth and power. But this led to him making bad decisions in his anger. In the final chapters, we also read that Haman had planned a party to celebrate the distractions of the Jews. But we see how God turned the tables. There were still a party, but because God had delivered his people. The first party led to anger and ended badly, but the last party began with righteous anger. Mordecai's just anger against the plots of Haman to kill all the Jews, which led to interventions from God and huge celebration. You may remember, Chris spoke two weeks ago about how Mordecai sat outside the gate. Why did he do that? I think because he took responsibility for his daughter and with a healthy authority wanted to know where she is, who she hangs around with. When Esther went into the palace, she was rich in the eyes of the world. She had everything one needed. But from Mordecai's point of view, these were critical times. His daughter had no other godly woman around her who could befriend her, pray with her, and guide her with God's word. Esther was wealthy and rich, but spiritually uncertain. That's why Mordecai was concerned. One of the great things he did was to design a communication system. They had a trusted messenger. This also reminded me of the current situation with COVID. Most things had been affected by it, from schools to shops and leisure centers, they've all had to come up with a new system of doing things. I want to thank Simon and the team who made it possible for us to meet on Zoom. 
You may all join in on Sunday morning by pressing a button, but there is a lot that happens behind the scene. Also, Mordecai must have been praying for Esther while he was sitting on the gate. This is a great thing to do. I remember in the good old days when you could see people in your house, my dear friend Rachel Cook prayed for my daughter and asked God to allow her to be in the world but not become of the world, same as Esther. Thank you, Rachel, for being a faithful friend and prayer warrior. Mordecai's father heart wasn't limited to looking after Esther. His father heart was for his people. When he saw his people were in crisis, he acted on it. King, in his anger, made a foolish decision and embarrassed himself. But Mordecai, in his righteous anger, trusted in God and acted on it for God's glory. Mordecai's anger led him to encourage and challenge Esther to shine for God and step out in faith to serve her nation. Let us be mothers and fathers who change the world for God's glory by encouraging and challenging one another. Don't be scared to receive challenges as well as encouragements from those who are mothers and fathers to you. One of our values at Jubilee is that we inspire because God is our father. Our father's heart is beating for his sons and daughters and for his creation. His grace and mercy is a free gift to the world. Let us see others as God sees them. Let us be fathers and mothers to let the world know of his love and grace. Let us be godly mothers and fathers who encourage their spiritual children to never neglect fellowship, especially in times of crisis. We all know too well that when there is no accountability, encouragement or challenge, it's a lot easier to walk away from God. At the end of the story, God reversed the order and Jews got relieved from their enemies. Let's go back to the first question. Why didn't God do it in the middle of the story? Maybe God allowed Mordecai and Esther to be partner with him. They were not perfect, but God gave them the privilege to be part of his plan. Mordecai was the one who encouraged Esther not to tell anyone that she was a Jew. But later on, he was the one challenging Esther to influence a nation with her faith in God. Although imperfect, Mordecai didn't disqualify himself to be part of God's plan. I want to encourage you, my friends, not to think you are disqualified because of your past. Esther's story is powerful, is reminding us that God can bring about a new life and redeem us, even when it feels impossible. We read in chapter 9 that the tables are turned. God rewarded the faithfulness of those who trusted in him. If you've been around at Jubilee even for just a few days, you realize we have many mothers and fathers, young and old. Those people continue to influence the lives of many of us and are also a great example for us to follow. In the context of Mordecai's father heart, as well as God who is our father, I've asked some friends at Jubilee to take the opportunity of thanking one person who has influenced their lives in their walk with God. Let's hear them. 
So the person who I just want to name who has always encouraged me is Shirley. But I also want to add that Shirley and the family have always been a provocation to me for their ability and their love for the community, to reach out into the community and to share the love of Jesus. So that's my selection. I want to say thank you to the eldership at Jubilee. You guys have inspired me, particularly Raj, as he's led the elders into this whole discovery of one new humanity in Christ. And the fact that he's encouraged young people to preach, Ben, preaching this summer was amazing. Uh, the fact that he's encouraged people like Marvash this morning to communicate and preach the word of God, uh, young and old and different na nationalities and ethnicities. We're so encouraged by what's happening in Jubilee. We send our love. Uh, you guys encourage us. Hopefully we can encourage you today. God bless you. A friend and encourager to me has been Joan Earl. She has at times listened when I have needed help and given great godly advice. I have loved watching her evangelistic heart move her into areas that many would have doubted. But she has seen fruit from her persistence in pushing forward. I see Joan as a mentor and encourager, not just in words, but in the actions that she does. Thank you, Joan, for your friendship your love and your encouragement. Hello there, my Jubilee Church, my brother and sisters. Thank you to Mahvash to give me that opportunity to thanks to all of you. But particularly I want to a couple of people who have been so helpful to me as well as yourself. On the period of the time I have been with Jubilee Church, John and Sue have been so supportive of me on my Christian journey. There have been times when I have felt really disparaged and upset and yet they were there for me. They listened to me, they helped me on occasion. John gave me a big hug and prayed which I was really appreciated and Sue was there for me too. I want to say right from the bottom of my heart to John and Sue, thank you so much. I love you both. I really appreciate everything that you have done and your great support. So thank you so much and too to my lovely brother and sisters at Jubilee Church, who I love as well. Thank you and God bless you all. I just wanted to say that it was very hard for me to choose one person as there are many people who have influenced me, encouraged me and helped me on my journey with God. My person that I've chosen today was the very first person that welcomed me when I first joined Jubilee Church. I was pretty shy back then, but this person brought me to kids work and helped me make some amazing friends. This person encouraged me to sing and dance at the front of church and always stood by me and loved me. They welcomed me into their family and not only did they influence me, but just watching them care for others around them and bring up their children to love God is absolutely amazing. My person I have chose today is the marvellous Mavash. So thank you so much for being such an important person in my life and walk with God. Mordokai was a monitor, a friend that Easter can talk here <clears throat> secretus with a chair leader. 
He was an uncle that welcomed like a lovely father to Esther. Even though coming to <clears throat> a new country where you do not know anyone except for your husband is challenging. The Eritrean community, church, and Jubilee Church member have been like my family. They <clears throat> generously take care of me. At this point, I would like especially like to mention Jane and her family. Jane always makes sure of my emotional and Christian well-being by coming to my house. And by calling me, we talk and discuss different things in Bible and life. She is a good mentor and caring friend. I would like to say thank you to Jane. When Marvash asked Keith and I to do this, we both came up with the same people. People who, despite their daily struggles and issues with life, still managed to praise Jesus. People like Lou and Judy and Omid and Shirley and Sarah who encourage us on our bad days to never give up and inspire us to persevere and praise God regardless of our circumstances. I wanted to thank Suresh for being so supportive. Since I've known him he's always been encouraging me in every way, but especially in my walk with God. He would encourage me to pray in front of church or do a short talk in the Salam group. And although I never tell him, I always appreciated the encouragement afterwards. No matter how busy he is, he always takes time to answer my questions, especially when I wanted to get baptised. His kindness and hospitality was the reason me and my dad were introduced to Jesus. So thank you, Sirish. Hi Jubilee, this is my third time, uh, let's hope I get it right. So I said yes to Marvash when she sent me an email uh, and then I thought I better read what it says now, I'm about to do a video. Anyhow, so people that have supported me, loved me, looked after us. Um, in Jubilee, um, Gavin and Raj sticked out to me, stick out to me. Um, and it's not because they're, you know elders or whatever they are elders i don't know why i did that but like it's because they're my friends genuinely uh obviously gav's been a friend of mine since you know i was as little as raj which was a long time ago um but specifically since i've come back to teesside sort of three years ago just the time they've given me um you know to to grasp with all the questions i want answers to because you know becoming a christian's all right but being a christian's rock hard i don't know about anyone else um, but yeah, that's shown me love, just the time they've given us, and that's a minute, so that'll have to do. Cheers. You can't possibly be part of a family like Jubilee and only have one person that's influenced your life. But because the orders come from high above, i.e. my wife, Mavash, I've got no choice but to obey them. So, Paul and Jill Cattrall, thank you so much for your faithfulness and obedience to God over the years I've known you. You are an amazing testimony to those around you of what it means to put your trust in Jesus Christ, even when things are hard. You are amazing in giving care and love to those around you. Paul, I've had the privilege of working with you at Open Door, and you taught me that discipleship happens every single day of our life. 
I learned so much from you, including the times when you stepped out in faith and offered to pray for those who needed healing. Although at one occasion it did cost us a new filing cabinet because one of the guys you were praying for was filled with the Holy Spirit, fell off and snapped the key of the filing cabinet. But that never stopped you. So thank you to both of you for being so faithful and obedient to God and for being mother and father figures to many around you. Thank you so much for igniting a passion for the nations in many around you. Thank you for imparting that to me. May God bless you as you continue to serve him in many areas that he's called you to. God bless you. And it continues. You are part of this story. And I'm sure there are many you can thank for influencing your life. Let's continue encouraging one another by any possible means. Perhaps you like to send a message to some people who were and still are spiritual mothers and fathers and encourage them. Thank you. God bless you all.